Hi, and welcome back to No Improvement, a sort of funny talk show that explores the vast, untapped potential of TV shows, books, films, and more. I'm Tia. I'm Flonia. And today we are talking about Night of the Victorian Dead by Amber Michelle Cook, which is a book that is not out yet, but will be coming out in 2018, I believe. I think spring. So that sounds good. Soon. <laughs> So soon. Um, so we, yeah, so we received an advanced reader copy of this book. And so we read it and we're going to be talking about it. Um, and just sort of like we want to give you guys a taste of what it's about. And then maybe uh, we'll be like, okay, now we're going to go into spoilers. So don't <laughs> listen unless uh, you've already read the book, which won't be until spring. So <laughs> save this page forever so you don't lose it um yeah so it is as you can probably tell by the title or maybe you cannot it's sort of like pride and prejudice and zombies but it's also, also not it's also <laughs> not also i didn't read that book so i can't really make oh, the comparison well Did you read i mean it? yeah i read it and i i read the the comic version I didn't mm-hmm. see the movie. I haven't seen the movie yet. There's a but, movie? Um, yeah. Yeah. I did not know. Um, Sounds it, cool. It's very different in uh, tone. Basically, Bread and Prejudice and Zombies is like... It's like... Basically a word... Lim- it, there's parts of it that are word for word, Pride and Prejudice. And I then see. there's just really random action scenes where they like machete a bunch of zombies to death. Yeah. See, that's what I thought. I mean, this, just because that's the only sort of book in this very specific genre... Like, I thought it was going to be more like that. But this book is yeah. actually a lot more, uh, like, about the relationships between the characters and sort of, like, yeah. building up um, just, like, a, a, a sort of, like, typical... I mean, we were talking about this before, like, Jane Eyre-esque, like, novel. And then, like, there are also little uh, bits dropped in that are like, hmm, are zombies, are zombies coming? Is that happening? Yeah, it was like um, if you've seen Shaun of the Dead, like the first five minutes of Shaun of the Dead, where he's just walking around doing his normal business, and there's like zombies slowly moving in the background. So like, it's like he that give five a shit. minutes, but a yeah. book, and it's also yeah. part of a series. So yeah. <laughs> it's the first book. Yeah, so there uh, foreseeably will be more direct zombie things, but it was also interesting because they don't seem to be like straight zombies. Like, no. We're not completely following the rules, which did throw some like spanners in there. Because every time, like near the beginning, especially, I was like, "Oh, this is right. gonna be it," and then I was like, oh, "Yeah, exactly." This like gonna be the it. very first chapter, even it was like yeah. she drops something, and it sounds like she's dropping like a bloody head out of her basket. But it's I just also sausages. thought it was a head. <laughs> I also, yeah, I it like I think that was the the cue we were supposed yeah. to draw on. So like it sort of plays with your expectations, which is kind of cool. Um, and, and the sort of general storyline is that it's like this, they introduce this big cast of characters who are all, uh, coming to this house for a ball, basically. Yeah. Um, they do it and chapter by of, chapter, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. So we meet, uh, we, yeah, it's almost like two chapters per character, I think, like an introductory one and then a one that's sort of just like what they're doing. So it's yeah. like, you like meet a bunch of people and you learn that they have like these crazy entwined sort of like relationships with each other and like how they know each other. And yeah. it's both like the people of the lady and the man of the house, but also uh, the people who work there. Um, so that's that's sort of cool. It's very dynamic cast. 
And then uh, there's just a lot of like, hmm, people are like weirdly sick. Watch out for the moon. <laughs> and like fun little yeah, zombie like, things. <laughs> I think somewhere near the beginning, one of the uh, manservants like sees a bunch of people from the town like running away and he tries to go talk to them and <laughs> yeah. they just run from him. And he's like, oh, I wonder what's going on there. And then he gets distracted and like goes back to his job. But it's like, huh, something's yeah. going on. Yeah, it definitely seems as though the townspeople are like, no, we know what's happening. <laughs> like, we've seen this shit. We're afraid. But, like, the the sort of main characters are just sort of seeing, like, this, like little bits and pieces. Yeah, because they're isolated. They're all um, from, like, mm-hmm. manor houses, kind of more in the countries. Well, yeah. they're all in the countryside, but, like, more isolated. Right. Uh, and especially um, from death, there's, like, one person <laughs> who dies... Uh, in the presence of one of the point of view characters. Right. And that's basically it. But you assume from what you hear in the village, like... A lot of shit is going down. (laughs) Yeah, like a lot more people have been dying. People are Uh, fleeing and, like, freaking out. And then, like, the main cast are just like, we're having a ball. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be great. Who am I going to marry? Like, it's... it's Yeah, they're sort of worrying about uh, things that are going to start seeming very trivial once the zombie apocalypse is upon them. But maybe that's the thing about this book. It doesn't feel, like, apocalyptic. And it doesn't feel like a zombie invasion either. It's sort of... I mean, like, the author says at the beginning, like... These are not fast-moving zombies. These are slow yeah. moving. Like, it's like everything uh, is sort of scaled back to the slow-moving zombie aesthetic, which is like everything sort of creeps in. But yeah. it's not like, ah, everyone's running and screaming and shooting people or something. There's yeah, none of the that. Zombie, the zombie thing seems to be, uh, like, it's not just that you get bitten or whatever, because several people do, and I kept being like, right. ooh, I'm going to wait for them to start turning, and then... They were fine. They didn't. And yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And um, a character relatively late in the book says, uh, explains, although Why I'm not sure. Is. Yeah, they I'm not sure. They sort of mention it early, too. Uh, do they? Yeah, well, well they, they mentioned sort of. The, they mentioned the moon turning green. Yeah, they're, they're like, like oh, something's that's weird about the moon. Yeah, but I Something didn't is realize. Weird I thought that was like uh, just going to make people rise from the dead, but it turns out it's the direct contact of moonlight into open wounds. Yeah, so it's sort of like an unconventional zombie novel. Yeah, I would say I it's liked more that. Yeah, I would say it's a less like you shouldn't go into it being like, all right, ready for gore. Like <laughs> that's not really yeah. what's it's happening. It's more like uh if Pride and Prejudice and, Pride zombies and, Prejudice. and this are both like um period dramas yeah. and horror books. Like, Prime and Prejudice Zombies is, I think, heavier on the horror, and this one's heavier on the period drama with, like, occasional horror elements. Yeah. But there are also horror elements, like, uh, we were mentioning Jane Eyre. One of the subplots is basically Jane Eyre. Uh, and there's already, like, horror elements to that, so it's that kind of thing where it's not, like, mm-hmm. explicitly zombies are attacking everybody, but it's, like, screams in the night. And yeah, weird pe- stuff No one knows what anyone down. else is doing. Yeah, and yeah, people, people are just wandering secrets. around in the night. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely feels like, I mean, it's only the first book, so I think, like, as the series goes, it could, like, evolve and change a lot, uh, depending on where the author decides to take it. But um, I would definitely say, if you like period dramas um, and are, like, like, you're more into period dramas than you're into zombie stuff, I think this would be, like, a really good book for you. 
if you're like into slasher fix, like <laughs> this is gonna <laughs> this be a little slow. different. Yeah, but um, yeah, this is more about characters. Um, I did have a lot of fun with it. Uh, yeah, especially, and it was confusing in the beginning because I'm not good with names. So yeah, there are a lot of uh, characters. <laughs> First two chapters, like every chapter is a new person. I was like, oh my God. And then after, I think around the eighth, <laughs> I started like commenting. I was like, where's Sophie? Because she's the first first right. chapter. I was like, are we ever getting back? I, I did have a moment where I was like, is this going to be like World War Z and every chapter is going to be a different person and we're never going to have to hear the same I started wondering twice. that too. Yeah. But um, eventually you, you meet everybody and then you can kind of get like a stable foothold. And that's also where the, the plots start interconnecting. So you're like, ah, mm-hmm. I actually understand what's happening and where, yeah, where things are. Yeah, there's sort of three different sections the book, I think, is separated in. And the first one is, like, where they introduce the characters. And then the second one is, like, now you know everyone. Here they all are interacting kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> A little more uh, than in the in the previous parts. Um, yeah, so it's And then it's the third cool. one is where people just start that. losing their shit in the middle of the night. That's, that's yeah, and then it... The and then part. it ends sort of cliffhanger y, I would say, because I read the ending and I flipped the next page and I was like, what? <laughs> Is that it? What? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I kept being like, like looking at my page count and being like, yeah. Uh... Well, the PDF is a little confusing because it'll say like 270 pages, but you're on 240. But then when you look at the PDF page number, it's actually like 260. And so you're like, oh yeah. my God, I didn't realize I was so close to the end. And then suddenly it ends and you're like, no. <laughs> No. Yeah, it definitely left me like wanting to read more. I'm like, I want to get to this ball. I want mayhem. Oh my god, it's gonna be <laughs> chaos. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great. Uh, yeah. I have one question for you, real quick. Sure. Oh and this sort of relates to the ball. This is a very aesthetic question because, like, the entire time <laughs> I'm like picturing how I adapt this on screen because that's mm. how I read books a lot of mm-hmm. the time. Uh, did you uh, imagine it in the Victorian era? Because for some reason, my brain was like, it's the 17th or no, like 1700s. To um, be honest, I don't know if I have a really good <laughs> mental image oh, okay, of yeah. the different <laughs> time periods well enough to distinct. Like I could tell 1900s from like a chunk that's probably 1700s to 1800s. Oh, I don't know if I could distinguish <laughs> those two from each other. Yeah, I like realized after a point where I was like, oh no, I'm picturing like French like royalty like that's there is the, a the lot mental of, image i'm going for there's a Not lot like, of mention of french actually i was kind of curious yeah, from your perspective yeah. uh how was the french because i was reading it like i don't know what this is <laughs> <laughs> but you actually speak it yeah uh there are a couple there like i think the first one of the first wor- times it pops up one of the words is spelled really weird and i couldn't tell if that was like a historical thing or if it was mm. misspelled but i like kind of tripped me up for a bit i was like looking at it like that's not that's not a word i've never seen this the old timey version <laughs> yeah and then there was like uh another time it came up and i had to stare at it and i was like is that the because my grammar's bad. So, like, already I was up on it. But I was looking, I was like, that doesn't look right. But also, I could be 100% wrong. Like, I, uh, like, I always got really poor marks on grammar. So, uh, maybe to be followed up on. But, um, yeah, it was it was interesting because she was... Uh, Sophie's supposed to be raised in France. Uh, and, mm-hmm. like, the, every time they bring up the French thing, it's like, because she's a French coquette and she's passionate because she's French. And I'm like, oh, 
<laughs> All right. No, you're like, oh, <laughs> oh terrible joke. <laughs> I apologize to every French person on the planet. <laughs> Uh, On behalf of all French people, I forgive you. <laughs> okay. Okay, thanks. I'm sure we both have the authority to do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, another thing that I, uh, just randomly, I suppose, that I really liked about this book is sort of the, like, insistence that everything is okay. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Like, when Georgie, like, sees the red paint and he's like, nope, this is blood. And he's like, but everything's probably fine, right? Like, I shouldn't yeah, freak out. Everything's fine. It's <laughs> good. Like, oh, it's Georgie. good. Yeah, like, when when um, he finally gets there and everyone's in the living room and he, like, says the thing about, like, yeah, we found the carriage, like, overturned and no one was in it. And everyone's like, what I'm sure everyone's fuck? okay. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's fine and got out okay. And it's like, really, guys? Like, really? Everyone's very positive. <laughs> I think it's the the stiff upper lip British thing where they're just like, we Mm -hmm. do not acknowledge our feelings. We do not acknowledge (laughs) any fear. Yeah. And they're also sort of like a higher class. So they're probably like, ah, nothing bad ever happens to us. (laughs) (laughs) We just just get married and stare in our mirrors all the time. (laughs) Oh, my God. So So much worse here. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And there's so much. Oh, let's talk about um, this is going to probably we're probably edging more into spoilery territory now. So if you plan on from what we've said so far reading this book, maybe begin to refrain. But we're going to start talking about the characters. Um, and we'll, I mean, we'll probably try not to be too spoilery about it. So you yeah, might be OK, but <laughs> there's a <laughs> lot of read. stuff that goes on and a lot of it is in the writing. So, like, yeah, God bless you. <laughs> read it anyway. But um, yeah. So let's talk characters. I, it was funny because before we started recording, I was sort of like reading off. I wrote down a list of characters for a reference. And like as I was reading them, I realized that like every character description was sort of related to another character. And it felt oh, yeah. like one of those charts in like murder mysteries where there's a bunch of red string <laughs> connecting everyone. Or like at the introduction of a play where they just list everybody and they're just like, Hamlet's mother. <laughs> Yeah, and there's all this sort of, this reminds me of, uh, this is going to be so random, I used to work on the show Vanderpump Rules, and when they pitched that show, they had like the cast, um, who they'd already cast, basically, and they're like, oh, they're already friends, and they have really complicated relationships, and they had like a flow chart of how everyone (laughs) was like, had previously dated this person, and blah, 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 and I was like, I'm feeling these vibes, because it's like, Sophie Dorchester is going to be marrying... Mr. Helgram, whose sister is into her, uh, Sophie's father. And oh, then yeah. there's also uh, Rosemary, whose sister is uh, into another guy <laughs> who's into her. Who works for the dad. Yeah, like, it's it's a whole thing. Like, I, I did have a moment where it was like, time to make a corkboard. It is yeah, time. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so maybe to go more specifically. So the characters that are sort of the main characters that uh, we get the perspectives of. And I think, I believe this is in order. Um, not that that matters, but oh, it was important to me. Um, Sophie Dorchester is the first one. And she's yeah. a 17-year-old girl. Uh, and she's supposed to be marrying uh, Blake Helgram, who I don't think we know the age of. But there is sort of a weird dynamic where her father, Edward Dorchester, is into Blake Helgram's sister, which I already mentioned sort of, but more vaguely, yeah. so I'm trying to be more clear, uh, who's Rosemary Helgram. But she has a thing for, <laughs> she's sort of into Edward Dorchester, but she's also more into maybe 
William Poole, who's one of the other main characters, and he's like the town apothecary. He's sort not the of town a- apothecary. He's like specifically he's just for the manor house. Like he, he okay, worked for the like, manor house. Yeah. I thought he was a doctor, and then at one point they're like, "Oh, but he's not a real doctor." And I was like, <laughs> "Don't trust this man for medical opinions." <laughs> like, yeah, they have the ancient like old doctor who shows up later, whose name I think is pronounced Weasel, but it's spelled like. We still so. Oh my god, uh, it's just like in Frozen. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So he is into Rosemary. Rosemary's sort of into him, and then there's also Sophie, who I mentioned at the very beginning, her governess, who's into her dad, and he's into her, but he's like, he's supposed he to be marrying Rosemary, it. who yeah. he's also into. Yeah, it's it, just well, it's complicated. Basically, a lot of it is like read between <laughs> the lines because mm. a lot. One thing that really annoys me, and they do it a lot in this book, and it's like a thing. Forbidden so I glances. can't, I can't get angry at it. No, no, no. It's the pronoun game. Whenever uh. people are like, "She won't like it," and you're supposed to be like, "Ooh, who's she?" But like after a while, you're just like, "Oh my god, just fucking use people's names." I swear to God, <laughs> who is she? <laughs> I need to know. So they do that a lot, and so they're like, I don't think you explicitly ever hear that Edward's like into mm. Anne the governess, but like knowing that it's like a Jane Eyre thing, and he keeps being like, mm. Oh, I have to get behind like her 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 like layers. She's she doesn't show any emotion. It's like There's some talk about there. Anne. You talking about Anne. There's a little fire. <laughs> um wait, what else? Oh, one of the other things I want to note was that the place they live is called it's called Romero, Romero Park. Romero Park. And Romero is the guy who did the Night of the Living Dead. George movies. Romero. Yeah, there's also there's like a bunch of fun illusions. There's like the apart from the Jane Eyre thing, which I was like I felt super smart when I figured it out relatively <laughs> like, early. Ah! I, was like, I know books. There was <laughs> Romero Park and <laughs> this is really random. At some point, I think it's Blake is telling a story and he's like Oh, yes, I was at the coward's house and their son, Noel. And I was like, Noel Coward is a fucking immortal in this universe. And he did a bad thing, if I remember that story. Who who is that? Do you not? Oh, my God. Okay, well, he's a (laughs) songwriter. You'll, you'll, like, know his songs uh, from, like, I want to say, like, the 1920s. Okay. You, like, look him up. You know the songs he's written. What? This is so mis- You're presenting this so mysteriously. Okay, what is wait. I- Noel Coward? Noel Coward, yeah. Oh, I definitely spelled Noel wrong. I spelled it like... <laughs> I'm dumb. Okay. English playwright, composer, director, actor, and singer. Wow, what can he do? Known for his wit, <laughs> flamboyance. When people put flamboyance and it's about someone from a long time ago, I'm like, is this just code for gay? <laughs> like, what is- <laughs> like, I can't tell. Yeah. Or- uh, anyway, in what time like magazine a, called? He wrote a shit ton of stuff, so like, I see. check him out. Cool. Cool yeah. fun reference. <laughs> I had, like, a moment where I was just like, ah, great. You're like, oh, I know things. And you, like, swirled your wine in your cup. <laughs> yeah, basically. I'm like, oh, I'm so, I'm so educated. Yeah. You're like, this is what I went to school <laughs> for, yes. Um, yeah, so basically... It's complicated, guys. There's there's a lot of like interpersonal <laughs> stuff and no one talks about their fucking emotions because they're British and you know, stiff mm-hmm. upper lip and all that. And so like there's Maintain a lot of it. stuff where like who people are going to marry and who they want to marry and do they actually right. want to marry them? Who do they? Do they not? 
Uh, like the, uh, occasionally people will be in a room and they'll be like, oh, I really want to talk to that person, but they can't. So they just sit there like, <laughs> you know, that comic where it's Pride and Prejudice, but it's uh, the frame is um, yes. there's a panel that's Mr. Darcy. And he's like, I will just sit here consumed with my lust the entire evening like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> Kate Beaton. That. <laughs> yeah, love her. Yeah, wonderful stuff. Yeah, it, yeah, I think um one of the fun things about this book is like it feels like she's sort of playing with the period drama sort of genre but she also like is very good at creating that aesthetic like as I was reading it I was like I feel like I'm reading something written from that time but maybe also I don't have a great discerning eye I can't tell but for (laughs) me I was convinced and I was like ah yes indeed all these characters this is how these books are written this is sort of the format of like the the forbidden lusting but also are they lusting i don't really know because <laughs> like, no one can talk about their emotions everyone's repressing things so hard and there's like a literal stuff. repressed thing in the person that they keep in the attic who i'm gonna go <laughs> yeah. out they don't they don't say who it is but it's a lady uh she's crazy and since we're going with the jane Eyre theme i'm assuming it's edward's wife that's what Maybe. i might my assuming <laughs> maybe she's not crazy she just likes biting people <laughs> Yeah, I was and like, is she, it, it's in this universe, basically, there's a lot of bait and switches in this book where they're like, is it a zombie? No, she's yeah. just, just scratches. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay. You're like, so, oh, is it? Oh, is it? <laughs> so honestly, you, like, next book, they could just be like, she's not a zombie. She's just crazy and stuck in an attic. Yeah, um, it's also like, if you trapped someone in the attic, like, sure, I would bite people and scream too. Like, yeah, it's one of those things of when you read Jane Eyre, like, later on, you're just like, Mr. Rochester's a douchebag because he like has a wife who he just kind of was like, well, she's no use anymore. And then just put her in the attic. And if you read, um, oh, shit, what's it called? I don't know. Are you looking it up? This is very exciting. I was like turning around building. to see if I could see it on my book. <laughs> but I can't. I don't remember where I put it. But there's a book specifically written from her perspective. Oh, and it's it's really interesting. It's basically uh, it because she's supposed to be like exotic, and from the is Caribbean. She? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't in, know in that. In Jane Eyre, so um, whoa, that changes my reading of Jane Eyre significantly. Yeah. So and so they're like when she when she kind of like she's probably like bit. why part am of I it here? is like <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stress and stuff. You know, yeah, white like, sargasso sea. <laughs> like what is going well, on? It's uh, if you read white sargasso sea, it kind of goes into that relationship, and it's not good for rochester but um yeah it doesn't sound like it would be very it's it's interesting and so yeah it's interesting to see where this one will go but when um the the italian governess <laughs> burst in and they're like a dark woman appeared and i'm like it's the wife and then it was like no it's a <laughs> it's a nanny and i'm like ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you were very excited though <laughs> i was very excited every time like i thought i knew what was happening i was just like i know and then i was like oh wait no my my expectations have been subverted oh my god yeah surprise <laughs> it kept happening like i oh. kept writing anytime i thought a zombie thing was happening my note was just like zombie 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 like all caps and then it <laughs> Yeah, I want to get into some of my sillier notes because I feel a little proud of how stupid they are. One <laughs> being the first mention of the character named Hans. I just wrote, I learned from Frozen not to trust a boy named Hans. Well, he's an asshole who <laughs> seems to just be known for going after maids. But then so. he disappears at the end, right? They're he like, does oh, disappear. Something yeah, they're weird like, happens to Hans. We've never, we haven't seen him in a, like a day. It's like, oh, well, too bad. 
It's like plot twist. One of the maids he was messing with just murdered him. <laughs> it like wasn't even a zombie thing. It was just like they all all the maids got together and they were like, we need to do something about this. <laughs> well, I realize this business. is this might be a thing that actually happens in zombie narratives that I'm just unaware of. But like the idea of um, this is my opportunity to like murder people and get away with it. <laughs> it happens in like I think long-standing ones like. Um, the Walking, Walking Dead has Dead. definitely done that, where it's like they're running out of have, ideas. <laughs> yeah, well, that too, but also it's like they're too safe. Now we have to in- add infighting, right. and maybe there has to be a like, human uh, evil character. What are they called? Yeah, Antagonist. there has to be like a are humans the real monsters moment. <laughs> like that and then you're to... like, no, wait, both humans and zombies are the real monsters. Everyone, everyone can be shitty. Yeah, everyone can be. That's a good moral. Everyone can be shitty. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to see some of my other notes. I wrote them in purple. I'm so I wrote like, one. Uh, this was when Rosemary gets tossed from her horse and then she like sprains her ankle and she, her horse is like really far away. So she has to like uh, wobble over on a stick. And my mm. note is just like horses don't love you because horses <laughs> don't love you. Well, I also had I a, a note that I think was from that same section. It's like there's this guy who's hissing at her, and instead of yeah. being like, hmm, I should be afraid, she's like, what a jerk. <laughs> well, she says, like, must be a foreigner, which yeah. I was like, hmm. She's like, how rude that he hisses at me. And I'm like, girl, you got to get out of there. Like, <laughs> You've never spoken to anyone uh, <laughs> like, outside of your do family. Not Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> her family might, her family is, like, full of dick bags. Her mother's yeah, so terrible. Have her mother's terrible. They yell at each other a lot. There's like a scene late on where it's just it's literally just like the like a room full of people and the brother's just like making snide remarks towards her and she's making snide remarks back and it just goes on <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god, guys. There's other people here. <laughs> guys, be nice. <laughs> be nice." Oh yeah, I a lot of my notes are just like, "Oh my god, this person got scratched," but then like they don't turn and I'm like, "Uh yeah, basically. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? Um, oh, I thought it was funny that at one point, oh, who even said this? I don't know. Was it Sophie? Sophie was like, um, his hair was not dissimilar to my like my own hair color, so I think we make a good match. Oh yeah, I'm that like, was that's Sophie. a good way of finding a mate. <laughs> just be like, I'm just seeing this color. That was very funny. <laughs> I I uh there were parts where I was like I have no idea what the fuck Sophie is doing because she kept veering between like I'm gonna marry this dude and then like when she was interacting with him just like looking straight down and not talking and I was like I cannot I'm having a hard I'm, like, time with relatable. this. Unlike <laughs> relatable. <laughs> I mean yeah, but like uh yeah there's um like conversations that happen I think relatively later on than you you they um feel like they should be because there's just so many mm-hmm. people so like when they the conversations come up it feels delayed because there's all the things in between like all the other people we're tr- keeping track of but they do mm-hmm. get to a like a conversation about it and I feel like I sort of understand because she mm-hmm. keeps mentioning she's like I want to break off the engagement and and I'm like he sucks. Yeah, there's actually a part on page 97 where he literally is like, you're not like other girls. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, God, it was, was the worst. Like, I was like, this reminds me of that Haley Steinfeld song <laughs> where it's like, I want to be like other girls because girls are great and we should yeah. love each other. Be like, like Haley and leave. Yeah. Just walk the fuck out. 
Oh, and also one of my favorite tropes, which I think actually isn't a trope, I'm not sure, is when <laughs> uh, women in period pieces lift their skirts so they can run. Oh. I'm just like, ah, yes. I was I was my kind favorite. of concerned because they, some of them, like the costumes didn't get described, and especially when What's-Her-Face was on horseback, I was kind of concerned they were going to do like, to show I'm a cool lady, I'm going to wear pants in an era where I wouldn't have worn pants. Uh, but then they wore skirts, and I'm like, all right, all right, we're good. Because <laughs> that would have been a lie. <laughs> it would have been illegal. Uh, yeah. Pretty sure. Oh man. Let's see. I mean, I'm not sure about English laws. It definitely would have been illegal in France. You need a permit to wear pants. Damn, permit to wear pants. Permit to carry, but permit to wear <laughs> pants. Now I'm suddenly. Uh, maybe I understand. The people who are super pro <laughs> guns, they're just like, why can't I wear pants? Why can't I? Man, who knew that this this friendship would suddenly form between me and the NRA? Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm very rapidly going through my notes, which is why I'm just rambling endlessly because I'm trying oh to see God. the next thing. Um, oh, yeah. There's the part where Blake is like, why must everything always be about you? And I was like, go to hell, Blake. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Especially since he's always talking about himself. Like, every time there's a lull and, like, no one's really doing anything important, he's just talking, like, just telling important stories about himself to Sophie. He's um, got that, uh, that Pete Campbell vibe. I don't know if you watch Mad Men. I do not. Uh, well, he's got that Pete Campbell I'll take, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I mean, like, at the same time, they, they do go into... Um, like the fact that uh, the mom doesn't really like him, so he feels left behind. But also, like that doesn't mean you have the right to be a dick to everybody. Maybe it's because so. you suck. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, I love shitting on uh, mean characters. Um. <laughs> my last uh note that I have in the text, which I want to bring up, is the part where uh Sir Philip seems to be like maybe zombie transforming. And his wife is just like oh, yeah. scolding him. I like, was go like, back to bed. And he just goes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, this is yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I couldn't tell if he was actually turning into a zombie and like or if it was the a power trick. of love or if he was <laughs> literally just running into it, like running a fever, which is the explanation they gave like a minute later. Yeah, like, are they correct or are we correct? Hard to tell. Uh, yeah. No. One of the fun things about zombies and period pieces is that these people aren't exposed to, like, the zombie narrative in the way that, like, we've been, where yeah. we, like, have, like, a sort of construct of, like, what, like, zombies would be like, and everyone always jokingly is, like, preparing for the zombie apocalypse, but, like, back then, they were probably, like, raising the dead, maybe that was sort of a scary yeah. thought, but they didn't have, like zombie and they didn't know like rules about it so the whole time they're just like he's sick <laughs> oh wait okay. shit it just dawned on me mm-hmm. that there could be a connection because uh what's his face his wife is from the caribbean or at least she is in jane Eyre, and that's where zombies come from <gasps> dun, hey. dun, dun. but um because of yeah movie? no that was and and because communication is so fucking bad that it like it really makes things difficult to understand what the hell is going on uh, yeah, like yeah. the town is fleeing, and these guys are just like, "We're having a ball." Yeah, yeah I don't know what's happening. Oh, okay. Should we? Do you have any other notes, or should we get into, well, our quote-unquote improvements? Yeah, they're not. They're not real improvements. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Hopes I have for like the next book. I have 
too many notes, so I'm just going to say let's move on to improvements. I took okay. notes on everything because I was very confused about who everyone was. So I was like, I'm going to figure it out. And <laughs> I will so solve a lot. this riddle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I only have two, really. Uh, I have three, it- so I can start. Okay, cool. I mean, my first one is I want to make this into a miniseries. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it would cool be very series. funny. I think it's also, it would help um, the, like, there's so many characters thing because you can get away with a lot more um, people mm-hmm. uh, in a visual medium because you can just, you don't really have to remember names. You can just be like, yeah. that person. Although, let me person. say, in Game of Thrones, I could not, when I watched the first oh, episode, I could not tell Rob apart <laughs> from, um, what's his name, Jon Snow, yeah. And Theon, because they all had brown, curlyish hair. Yeah. And that was just apparently too much so, like, for me cast, to handle. Cast people who look sufficiently different and also dress them different so that you can recognize them. That's yeah. why. I just think it would be really funny to have like really dramatic scenes that are basically out of a period drama and just have someone really slowly moving in the background. And just be like, <laughs> yeah. It's basically a period drama with a zombie apocalypse in the background. Yeah. But like then they it don't slowly creeps. In. They're all too involved with themselves to notice it until it's literally yeah. like crashing into the room. Yeah. It's a really uh, fun. I like that fun. It's it, I don't know. It's a fun structure, I guess. Yeah. Um, my well, my improvement, quote unquote, is just sort of like both of them are just sort of hopes for the next book uh, or yeah, books yeah. in the series. Um, because I think there are going to be multiple books. I think it's a trilogy, if I'm not wrong. Oh um, no! But <laughs> just, I could be wrong. <laughs> I I mean, if the my thing is like, if there's more than one, that means like, how much are we going to get in the next one? It is a trilogy. It is a trilogy. Uh, okay. Prepare yourself. The ball better um, happen in the next one. All I'm saying. <laughs> what that ball to uh, My first one is just like, I want heads to roll. <laughs> like, mm. I'm coming in from the slasher angle. I'm ready for a little gruesomeness to start occurring. I don't know if I'm really ready for like Sophie to like raise a blade and like stab a man to death. Yeah. But like, I am hoping for a little more little more zombie gory fun just like here and there little jokes maybe i think that yeah, could yeah. be i mean there already were some this book but i just want to see a little more zombies a little more directly yeah because that was the thing that kind of pissed me off from pride and prejudice where it's like all the the bennett sisters are like expert martial arts fighters and i was like this is kind of dumb you guys <laughs> that was the only way they could live <laughs> like yeah like lean into <laughs> it but you're book. leaning very very hard on yeah, it like um, don't lean too hard <laughs> I I have a similar note, uh, mm-hmm. and I too would like to see his role. But specifically, I want to see Blake get torn apart, uh, just <laughs> literally, <laughs> maybe metaphorically first, like someone can really tear into him, just so that maybe he is emotionally he'll devastated. Change. Or maybe he'll change just when he's about to die. He'll like okay, apologize can to everyone. <laughs> the mom get torn apart then? I want yeah, someone to get torn too. apart. Yeah, someone will, and uh, you know he's the one who annoys me the most right now so like well these are slow moving zombies so like it'll either have to be a lot of them um yeah, or it'll have true. to be someone is like incapacitated in some way so they can't like, fight on the back. floor yeah <laughs> they're lying down so they can't <laughs> get back up it's they're, impossible. they're taking a nap in the middle of like an action scene and, and getting eaten yeah um my one of mine i'll just read it as it's written um where will these romances go? Will there be scandal? Ew. Will one lady show her ankle to the wrong man? <laughs> one can only hope for such drama. Um, so on more of the period drama front, 
I want to yeah. see, you know, who ends up with who because there's a lot of questions. And of course, people may die. So like, oh yeah, oh yeah. If it's going Game of Thrones style, like we're gonna introduce all these people, it's so like we gotta start kill them killing off. them off. Yeah, like yeah. we got a lot of people here. Start picking them off. We'll yeah, more. who's gonna make it and who's gonna make it with who? The real questions. Um, I'm hoping some of the sad sort of uh, people who work there get a shot because the dangerous situation allows them to speak more openly about their feelings. <laughs> that is my dream. Yeah, like it's the great, uh, like finally people from Upstairs Downstairs start communicating because there's a lot of scenes where like some of the servants are like, nope, can't say that. Uh, mm, 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 okay, uh, I'll just I'll just not say anything. There we go. Uh, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I have uh, my last note is uh, action scenes because I just want I just want some. You want punches, yeah. fists to fly, <laughs> as as uh, they don't say, <laughs> <laughs> or do they? I'm not sure if I just invented that. Flying fists. Uh, I'm just like I I uh like it's it did a really good job of building up, and now I'm like I want that payoff. Give me the next book. <laughs> Give it. <laughs> I want to read it. Okay, and perhaps on that note, let me. Uh, I'll just sort of. Read a little bit from, uh, like, some summary just to, like, kind of round us off in a better way, uh, hopefully. So, just to remind you, this book was Night of the Victorian Dead uh, by Amber Michelle Cook. And it is described as a Victorian zombie novel in which Downton Abbey meets Night of the Living Dead in this gothic tale of secrets, romance, and suspense, delicately laced with sly humor. Yeah, I definitely felt like I enjoyed the humor of this book a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see more of it. And uh, yeah. So if you guys are also interested, uh, there's a train. I don't know if you're here, um, but <laughs> get on the train and get that book. Get, get, get on the train. It comes out in spring 2018 um, yeah. at Asset Creative House, um, which is a Portland based publishing company. Cool. Huh. Portland is a cool place. Anyway, um, what should our sign off be? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Um, talk about your feelings. Don't be like these people. Aw, talk about your feelings is such a nice message. <laughs> I love that. Let's learn from the time period of which we are no longer a part of. And let's talk about our feelings more because it could save us from the zombie apocalypse someday. It could. And, uh, oh, next week. We should talk about next week, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So next week, we are going to be reading uh, The Abyss Surrounds Us. Whoa, did I say that right? I just got so scared I said that wrong, but it's, I did <laughs> I think I said it, it right. Yeah, yeah. It is The Abyss Surrounds Us. I don't know why I got so scared. The Abyss <laughs> Surrounds Us. Surrounds us. Uh, by my friend Emily. Um, and it's published by Flux. And it came out, I think, in 2016. Am I wrong? Was it 2015? I'm going to freak out. I don't know, um, man. But I'm looking it up because of the... No, it's 2016. Um, and it is a, like, science fiction-y adventure. And we will be reading that and talking about that. And then we will be also talking to Emily a little bit in part. So that'll be cool. And, um, yeah. So get ready for more reading fun as the two of us desperately try to finish entire <laughs> books every week while also working at jobs, full-time jobs. <laughs> yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, so join us. 
next week. And um, yeah, talk about your feelings. Bye. Yeah. Bye. No improvement. <laughs>